With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The God just loves it, loves ball, loves being on with me. And even though he's on vacation, it's John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel. John, how are you, sir? Oh, I didn't know you were talking about me with that intro. (laughs) Then I realized you were. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Dan. Well, thanks for making time. We've got a lot to talk about. And Danny White gets a raise. Josh Heifel gets a raise. And it's all brought to you by Viles Automotive Group on Callahan and Big Orange Phillies on Maynardville Pike. Uh, let's start with the Josh Heupel race. And I want to play a little game called Better or Prove It. Is Josh Heupel better than other coaches that are paid in the same tax bracket as him, or does he still have to prove it? But before we get to all of that, which should be entertaining – what did you think about going from five to nine million? I talked to some people that were incredibly surprised. I thought that was kind of in line where he should be. Well, the market has gone crazy this year. Right. Okay. Lane Kiffin, the Ole Miss coach, is talking to Auburn. Ole Miss understandably panics and pays him whatever it takes. Does Is Lane Kiffin worth $9 million? Maybe in today's market, but he's never won a championship. He's never won a conference championship. He hasn't won a division championship. I mean, to me, he's still got to prove what he's what he's making. Mark, Mark Stoops at Kentucky, he just went seven and six. And you up his salary to nine million. Where was he headed? Were the Cowboys talking to him, Dave? You're a Cowboys fan. I, think, I guess you still are. Were they yeah. talking to him? Yes, they wanted him to kick field goals and extra points. I'm still bitter about that at all. Yeah, kick, kicker slash coach. Oh, man. that's uh, 
We should do a podcast on kicking. Uh, yes. Uh, Mark Stoops, uh, yeah, he's done a nice job at Kentucky. He's been he's been helped by a very lame non-conference schedule and getting to play Vanderbilt every year. That pretty much gives him five wins. And he added a couple. Wait, did he lose to Vanderbilt this year? I think he did. I think How can you lose to Vanderbilt and get a race? Uh, as one Tennessee, uh, one person in Tennessee's athletic department and their football program told me, how can you just lose to Vanderbilt at all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was stunning to Tennessee's athletic department. And you're right. I mean, the numbers are so bizarre that I could I could write a column and so could you. Yours would be better written. But that Josh Heupel is underpaid. I mean, because he's done as much or more than Lane Kiffin, done as much or more than Mark Stoops. I think he has a brighter future at his school than either one. We could we could make that argument right now and make a real argument. Oh yeah. I mean, last year he was one of the best best bargains in football. Josh Heupel was making four point something million a year, or maybe five, and he wins eleven games. Uh plays at a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, Lane Kiffin did that the year before. But I think I think Tennessee under Heupel has a better chance of sustaining that than Lane Kiffin does at, at Ole Miss. I don't think this is the ceiling for Heupel in Tennessee. It might be for Ole Miss. But I give Lane Kiffin credit. I, get, I mean, if you look at Ole Miss's situation, maybe that – maybe Ole Miss looks at it like – who would we get that's better? Uh, that's true. So, so I, and, and maybe Kentucky's saying, who can we get that's better? But what would if, I just don't understand what Mark Stoops' leverage was. Um, I don't know. Maybe a, there were a couple of Big Ten and Big 12 jobs that came open. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he did to get that type of money. Uh, good for him and his agents. Probably Jimmy Sexton. Don't we always just say that it's Jimmy Sexton? We're not sure. Yeah, we assume. <laughs> and, you know what? What he's saying, Jimmy Sexton, he gets one client. Around. I assume Eli Eli Drinkwitz of Missouri is a Jimmy Sexton client. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, I mean, if if so, that's what you do. You get a coach an unjustified raise, an extravagant raise. I don't know what Missouri administrators were. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to. I don't want to imply that anyone uses illicit drugs. But I, why would you give Eli Drinkwitz a, a coach with three seasons under his belt and he's got a losing record? And you say, man, we got to give this guy three more million dollars a year. Got I to. I, I, I do miss the days to some extent when the numbers were more understandable. And that in order to get a raise, you had to put your name out there to be an offensive line coach in the NFL like Philip Fulmer did. And I miss I miss those days where you had to have leverage. Mark Stoops' case, it doesn't appear to be necessary whatsoever uh, in, in Lexington. So, I, you know, I heard that number. And you actually surprised me. I'd missed the Lane Kiffin number of $9 million. So suddenly... I'm I'm just like, yeah, this is a, a, a very fair contract. And 
I, I tell you the other thing that I thought was incredibly interesting, and I got confirmation from UT on this, and it took a little bit of time, but here's how committed that Josh Heupel is to Tennessee. He has a buyout. If the Dallas Cowboys fired Mike McCarthy and called him tomorrow, and I think he's a better NFL prospect than even a college prospect based off scouts I've talked to. If the Dallas Cowboys called him tomorrow, he'd have to pay or somebody would have to pay. Jerry Jones would have to pay $8 million in order to get him. I know. I, I triple checked it. And after December the 15th, it would still be $6 million heading in to the 2024 season. He is well, so locked into the balls. It's ridiculous. Well, that's, you don't see those kind of clauses very often, i.e. Jimbo Fisher's contract with Texas A&M. No buyout. You can go wherever you want. Now is if anybody will have you. That's the addition to that to that phrase. But uh, Jerry Jones, I mean, he wouldn't have any problem paying $8 million. Right now, he'd pay $8 million for a guy that can make an extra point. So, yeah, he would pay Josh Heupel that much. And I agree. I think Josh Heupel has the temperament and the expertise on offense to be an NFL coach. I think he'd be a really good NFL coach. I did too. I was told by a scout that what would be most appealing is that he's running a different offense than he did at Oklahoma. And the fact that he's willing to be flexible would make him really stand out. And he's a bright offensive mind. And he's managing NIL, which has to be somewhat similar to managing contracts. Not that he would be the GM as well. But I, I want to throw some coaches at you. And we're going to play a little game that we we came up with. And it's uh, called Better or Prove It. So is Josh Heupel a better coach or does he still have to prove it with the highest paid coaches in the SEC and the nation? It's brought to you by Biles Automotive Group right there in Callahan, the epicenter of car buying. It is fantastic. Biles Automotive Group. They just they want to make sure you're treated fairly and right. And they want they need. They appreciate your business. Also, a service department that will make sure you're on the go without any added on charges. It's Biles Automotive Group. So are you ready for the new game show that's sweeping the land? How about that, John Adams? Here we go. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. So it's better or prove it. Is Josh Heupel a better coach than the person I'm going to give you? Or does he still have to prove it? Dabo Sweeney, $11.5 million. Better or prove it? Prove it. Okay. Uh, two championships. I understand that. Nick Saban, I think we would both agree prove it, right? Yes. Kirby Smart, we would have to agree prove it, right? Yes. Now it gets interesting. Lincoln Riley, $10 million. Better or prove it? Prove it. I'll go prove it. Ryan Day, $9.5 million. Prove it. I'm going to disagree there. I'm going to say better. If I were starting Hooker University, which is an interesting name. No. Yeah. Uh, imagine Can't the minor. Do that. No. Imagine the minor you could get at that school. Uh, I would actually take Josh Heupel over Ryan Day. I would. Um, I think there's. I think there's more long-term potential there. I think that Ryan Day plays a soft schedule. It helps his team be healthier at the end of the year. I think the SEC is the SEC. So we'll we'll disagree there. Brian Kelly, better or prove it? At 9.5. Prove it. I'll agree with you. Then it gets kind of goofy. Mel Tucker, 
$9.5 million. I guess, I mean, the the AD or university president of Michigan State, is there, are they related to the people at Missouri? Is there some kind of bizarre connection there? Because giving Mel Tucker that kind of money was absolutely crazy. It, 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 yeah, and and perhaps it's uh, perhaps the AD's name is Mel Tucker Senior. Uh, Jimbo <laughs> Fisher, nine million better. Or Who's your daddy? What? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> coach that team, Jimbo Fisher, nine million dollars better. Approve it. Wow, that's now that's a tough one. But if we put it in an ex- SEC context, I'd say better. I mean, I'd rather have Josh Heupel than Jimbo Fisher right now. Now, if you'd asked me that a few years ago, I mean, with the Jimbo Fisher before 2021 season, I would say prove it. Agreed. Right now, I would would say better. I I think in retrospect, you have to look at Jimbo Fisher had a very special player at the college level in Jameis Winston, and he left that program in shambles. And I don't think that there's any chance that in, unless something just crazy happens, that Josh Heupel would ever do that with Tennessee. Um, so the last one I have for you is Lane Kiffin. Better approve it. That's a tough one. Um, I'd probably go better right now. It's a tough call. Yeah, it's a close one, but I would go better as well. Now, uh, as for uh, the athletic director, Danny White, uh, making $2.2 million, why that's the biggest bargain in all of sports, uh, brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies on Maynardville Pike has just absolutely unbelievable food, and they've got darts, billiards. uh, They've got it all there for you to hang out and watch the game with all the televisions or if the game's not so great when we get to NFL playoffs and more, then you've got stuff to do there at Big Orange Phillies. They got karaoke too. And uh, I'm just trying to pick out my karaoke song that I'm going to debut there. But that's on Maynardville Pike, close to Maynardville, close to Halls, close to uh, Carnes Powell. You'll love it there, Big Orange Phillies. John, $2.2 million for an athletic director that has – his basketball team and he inherited Rick Barnes, but has his basketball team and the top five is his football team uh, right at that level and a baseball team that really caught the attention of the entire sports world, not just the college baseball world. Is that other than maybe Brock Purdy, the best deal in all of sports right now? Well, I don't know how much that has to do with Danny White, as you said, (laughs) He didn't hire Rick Barnes. He well, didn't keep he didn't keep Rick Barnes when he was flirting with UCLA. He didn't hire Tony Vitello, the baseball coach. Uh, he hired uh, he hired Josh Heupel, but Josh Heupel wasn't his first choice. He well, had his own Tony Elliott of Clemson. Thank you. Yeah, mm. that wouldn't have worked out well. Okay, so. He's top eight nationally, top of the SEC. I guess this is just purely a football type of payday, right? Yeah, but see, I have a hard time figuring out why any administrators warrant that kind of payday. Okay. Why why would you pay any college administrator 
more than a million dollars a year? Well, I mean, I would argue that the head of a, a big business corporation, which is essentially what these are now, would sometimes warrant 20, 25, 30 million. Now, I'm not suggesting you get in that range, but I mean, this Wait, it's a big time tough job. I just thought of something. Wait on me. So I will have to, uh, I'll have to take that back. I, I just thought of something. Philip Fulmer was. <laughs> Philip Fulmer, I was trying to say this with straight face. Philip, Philip Fulmer was paid a million dollars as an AD. Based on that, then Danny White probably should be making three million. Fair. And I mean, he, he wore a coaching uniform and hung out at practice with the old line. At least Danny White's managing a department. So based on that, I take back everything I said. Danny White deserves every cent of that contract and more, really. More comfortable with a spreadsheet. Is that Danny White or Philip Fulmer? Danny White didn't go to sleep in staff meetings. I've heard that from an inside source. He hasn't fallen asleep during a meeting. That That is a bonus. Now, the, the other thing that we mentioned briefly is that buyout on Josh Heupel's side. That's pretty much unheard of. And um, I think it is proper payback from the college football gods after Tennessee went through what it went through for a decade, more than a decade, to now have a guy that not only is successful, but views Tennessee. And I argued this back in the mid 2000s when people questioned this. Tennessee is one of the 15 or so destination jobs. You go there and you can be happy there. Don't worry about a jump to the NFL or going to a bigger program. I thought that Josh Heupel proved that uh, in the way he structured his contract with UT. Yeah, and I think the problem UT has had, it's not with UT. It's not an innate problem. It's We've talked about this before. Looking at the football program, it always recruits top 20 classes are pretty close to one. They're rare exceptions, but it doesn't matter. You could be the football coach there, Dave, and you'd bring in a top 25 class. The way you sell, you might even get a top 15 class. I'm but, going, I'm going top five the whole way. Excuse me? I'm going top five, but I'm going to surround myself with guys that know ball better than me. That's my goal. Okay. I don't know how many people would want to work for you, but maybe you had got something there. Uh, <laughs> you do. Uh, well, there are a few. Uh, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I just think uh, it's, it's a really good job and it's a really good situation. And what's, what's really strange is not that what Josh Heupel is doing because of what he's done, Based on the recent history, he's considered uh, pretty much a savior. It's like a, a miracle worker. But if you look at what all Tennessee has going for it, the real, the what's really stunning is all, and all these guys that failed. Yeah, and I and what's stunning to me too is through the course of the decade of dysfunction. Um. I just I'd heard that after Butch Jones 
was jettisoned that he said, see, what's what's wrong with what I did? I won nine games. Yes, so, he did. Yeah. So if there if there's any downside is that the expectations are extremely high. And I think sometimes the national media looks at that and says that's out of line. I, I don't think it is. I think they have all the facilities. I think they should compete for the college football playoff if it's four teams or 12 each and every year. I don't think that's asking too much, given that you roll out there and you're going to be better than most of your non-conference opponents and you're going to be better than the Kentuckys and the Vanderbilts of the world. I mean, you should be at eight, nine wins. That's almost a default to me. I think what happened, though, Dave, and you look at the overall program, the tradition, the history of the program, and that's correct. But when you go back to 2008, when the aforementioned Philip Fulmer gradually took the program way south, uh, ending with a five-win season in 08. Uh, Lane Kiffin comes in and leaves after one year. Then you bring in Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, and uh, who's that last guy? I've almost blocked him out, uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Yes. You bring those guys in, and they all fail. So I'm beginning to think Tennessee is not going back to the 90s ever. And it's not because Tennessee didn't have the resources, an incredible fan base, plenty of money, a good area in which to recruit regionally, and it has the ability to recruit nationally. It always has. It's got a great brand. But when I looked at one coach after another, one bad, bad hire after another, and not just as a, not just as a football coach, but the people above him, I'm talking uh, president, chancellor, AD, I pretty much concluded, no, it's not happening again. But all it, it took, it took, and again, uh, was getting the right people in place. And this goes above the football coach, and it goes above the athletic director. It goes back to the president with Randy Boyd and a chancellor, Dante Plowman, who got rid of Jeremy Pruitt. Yep. And right there, a case closed on her. That far surpassed anything administrators have done in recent memory for UT. She did that, and she wasn't she wasn't bullied into uh, or you know intimidated to ooh they might file a lawsuit. We better give him something to go away. No, she just said go away. We'll take our chances with that. And so he's gone, and there's no lawsuit. So all of that had to happen, and once they. Of course, you could argue that, well, why would they suddenly hire the right people for those positions? Because they failed consistently to do so in the past. But finally they did, and now it's all falling into place, not just in football, in baseball, and nobody saw that coming based on Tennessee's recent history. And in basketball, it was lucky to get Rick Barnes, but now he's got it made Tennessee a top-10 program. Yeah, very fortunate to get Rick Barnes. Uh, I, I want your one last take in that if Tennessee fans had to give up uh, Nico Iamoleva or Danny White, who are making about the same amount of money, who would it be? Biles Automotive Group is the epicenter of car shopping in Knoxville on Callahan. You've got to get there. They'll treat you fair. They want, they need, they appreciate your business. Big Orange Phillies on Maynardville Pike is phenomenal great food great family environment you will 
love it on Maynardville Pike, close to Maynardville. So if Tennessee fans had to give up one, Nico or Danny White, who would it be? See you, Danny. Fair enough. Have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, and whenever you're listening and or watching, we're with you weekly, brought to you by Viles Automotive Group, Big Orange Phillies. I don't know it's that easy, but I'm going to think about it. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. He's John Adams. I'm Dave Hogan.